Yo, Zumafia, what's going on, man? Hope you guys are all having a good day. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of The Flank. Just wanted to remind you guys to hit that sub button, man. We're closing in on 100,000 subs, so I appreciate everybody who comes in and hits that sub and joins the family, man. And then also, we will be having another co-host joining us on The Flank. Don't worry, nobody's going anywhere, but we're adding somebody else. I think four would be the perfect amount on the show. Uh, and I'm really excited. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this person on the show. So stay tuned for the next show, man. Got a big surprise for y'all. And uh, just thank you again for all the love and support, man. It's been an absolute pleasure streaming every day and uploading videos and making content. Um, you know, you guys have supported me every step of the way. So thank you guys so much. Love you guys. And uh, I'll see you guys later, man. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Flank. I'm joined by a 20-time champion, a two-time world champion, a legend in the business. Give it up for Patrick Price, a.k.a. And we got another one, another legend on the other side, another multi-champion, another world champion, a staple, Chris Duarte, a.k.a. Parasite. And also, today will be the last show where there will be three of us, because there will be four of us on the next one. Gentlemen, how you doing? You doing good today or what? Yeah, where am I gonna be, Tom? Like, where where are we gonna be on the? Yeah, I figured layout? we do two up top, two down low. You know, we get, get like a little box. Okay, that's spicy. You know, yeah, where yeah. do you want to be, Pat? You want to be? You want to be up top, down low? Where uh, you want to be, bro? Where you want to be? I'm top thinking, right? Top, 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 top right? Yeah, top, top right. right you, yeah, you could be top right. Yeah, yeah, you could put you up there in the top right, Pat. It'll be cool. It'll be a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, we're gonna do a little reveal uh, on Friday. That's when he will be on, or she. I will not say who, but yeah, new co-host will be joining us. Uh, nobody's getting replaced. We're just adding another one to the show. Um, so you know, drop in the comments down below who you think it's gonna be. Uh, but we're all super excited to get uh, get this guy uh, on the show. So let's get back to business. Let's get into COD. Great day of fucking Call of Duty today, or what, man? We went by pretty quick too. Quick matches. Quick, quick, quick. No, no problems with production. Ones. No lagouts. No, no problems. Yeah, some good ones, man. What'd you guys think overall on the day? All great uh, results for me. Just yeah. you know, prediction, prediction, prediction. Check, check, check. All three. So it was a good day for me. Yeah, I was gonna say the same. It was a good day, man. I'm, I'm honestly just happy to see the New York Subliners keep the dream alive because that keeping is it alive, be a Chris. wonderful story. I don't know how they're doing it. We'll end up getting to the series. Obviously, Optic Texas played the New York Subliners today. That's going to be the last series of the day. But we got a couple other series to go over before that. We're going to get right into the news. We got Boat Cage, Hardpoint, Boat Cage, S&D, Tuscan Control, Berlin, Hardpoint, Tuscan, S&D. We have the Boston Breach going up against the Los Angeles Gorillas today. LAG, after a big win against FaZe, were not able to beat Boston today. Gentlemen, any thoughts on, uh, on Avitos as we get into map number one? Uh, we kind of mentioned yesterday that this was going to be like the battle of who doesn't want to play Gav. So I, mm -hmm. I was interesting to see them veto it because I don't think Boston would pick it. Um, so, so you think they wasted a veto there? Do you think they should have vetoed something else maybe? Potentially. Um, but anyway, uh, both these teams are kind of, they, they want to play these mixy maps. They both have a lot of sub players um, that should be on these type of maps. And I mean, honestly, I'm not surprised by this result. I'm not surprised that Boston came out and, 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 and handled them. Um, you know, I think Porter also mentioned it. I think he was obviously joking, but he was like phase through yesterday against gorillas. I don't think they obviously threw, but they were expanding their map pool and, and, and kind of testing the waters and, it seemed like a series that, like, if they lost, it wasn't the worst thing for them. So, mm. um, you know, I was kind of hesitant to see how the Gorillas performed today. 
and and yeah boston came out and kind of showed them what's up so yep what about you chris not too big of a surprise i'm not really too surprised by the results of the series as for the vetoes yeah i think pat hit the nail on the head and they were, these guys are probably gonna you know they're, they're coming off a high of beating phase so i expected uh relatively similar maps uh to be attempted to be played by the gorillas and boston obviously let it play into their hands uh considering they also have a really aggressive core which is you know where you where you want to see the players like Nero and Vivid, uh, you know, playing on the map. So yep. not really too surprised by the results, man. I, I like this Boston team. I think Vivid made a huge impact to this team. Seriously, yeah, he's been he's been great for them, man. I feel like him getting dropped was a blessing for him. Like no, no bullshit, cap. it was a straight blessing that he got dropped by that Florida team because yeah, I think he's in a way better situation. And he's probably gonna make champs. Oh yeah, yeah. Now definitely. Was it? Um, what, did he, did he get dropped or did he want out? How did it all work over there? I thought they had. I thought he wanted out and they all, they also want him gone. Like how did it? I mean, I, it could have been a mutual thing, but the way it was, you know, discussed was it was like we're getting rid of Vivid and training him to Boston. Yeah. Um. So either way, I mean, I think it was a blessing for him. Um. And I, I also I don't I don't have the exact stats, but I feel like Vivid has beaten every team, like every past team for him. He beat Florida. Um. He had some success against uh, the well. I guess it wasn't the the envy team anymore, but but um those oh, guys when the they Dab, beat, the Dab when he was on Dallas, Optic, yeah, when they beat Optic, Florida yeah, always yeah. was beating Optic. So um, yeah, he seems to do well against his his past teams, and it's kind of stayed true so far. Yeah, I mean, we start things off on a bouquet hard point, and honestly, this whole entire game was all the way down to the wire. Nobody really had big leads. I think the biggest lead was right there when Boston had 40, but LAG was able to bring it back on that last hill. And for me, I mean, just the it's Nero. I mean, this guy is just such a different difference maker for Boston. I, I feel like every time you need somebody to make a play, Nero's making a play. And I also feel like he's... He's just riding off of Vivid, right? Like, I feel like Vivid's just making his job easier. And we've heard Nero talk about it a little bit in interviews and stuff. Uh, he just seems a lot more comfortable on the map. And in my opinion, I think Nero's the hard carry right now. Not the hard carry, but he's making really, really impactful plays. Um, and it's good, right, to see that he's getting more consistent. I think that's the most important thing. Because a lot of people struggle with consistencies. What do you see different in Nero's gameplay other than the scoreboard being more consistent? But do you think there's something he changed up? Or do you think it's the team change? Like, what do you think it is? Oh, I just think he has help. They're, they're playing Bowcage and not Gavitu. I think that, that helps, helps a too. lot. That does help. Yeah, but I still seen a lot of times where Nero on this map would go like 40 deaths or like fucking 25, 30 deaths or kills. Like <clears throat> he's he's always been super aggressive. I think he just has backup now where he's just not really caught out alone. It makes it harder for, you know, teams to anticipate the pace because like when you're playing this team, right, if you're like in a shitty spot and you're trying to break out of a, an area of the map, it's like, okay, you know, Nero's going to run at you. But like now you also got Vivid running at you. So like it just creates more. Um, it's just more pressure, man. It's harder to deal with. On top of that, um, Tej has been playing a lot better too. And Tej was one of those players that he wasn't putting up the best performances uh, even prior to this roster change. I think every single player on this team has been just stepping up and performing, you know, the way they needed to. Bar that LA, the LA Thieves series, which I feel like both times they played them, it was just like some weird results. But like versus every other team, they've looked good. So I don't know what's going on over there, but they just look really, really good. They're all super comfortable and they're winning these series. Yep. In a in a in a fairly dominant fashion, I feel like like it, it doesn't feel like these like some of the maps might be a little tiny a little bit close they sometimes, good, but though. it feels like they're winning the maps comfortably that they win. So yeah. let's go to yeah. the list today with the Boston Breacher and the Boat Cage and see how the boys are coming through the first map.
Nothing, 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 I'm I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit Oh, no, 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 slasher, slasher, You went back river, I'm pretty sure. He was one shot, though. One's gonna be red on the Thoughts on a listening? I thought they sounded pretty good. These guys are fucking twisted right now. A lot of energy coming out of these guys, no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the to the ending of this game. This one went all the way down to the time limit. Um, You know, t typical bull cage. I felt like both teams just came out with so much aggression. These are both very aggressive teams. You got Neptune and Hook on, on one side. You got Vivid and Nero on the other. Those are players that just, that they like to hustle, man. They, they like to get aggro on the map. So this map was just a, a, an extreme mix fest. And I think Boston did a good job once they held the lead, just kind of staying away from the hill, keeping it white. See a lot of teams now starting to keep the hill white when it gets to the to the end of the second half. And uh, it worked for them, man. Boston, they end up going 1-0 in the series. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard, man. Nero, 39 and 30. Guy almost had a 40 bomb. Everybody... Pulling weight uh, on the Boston side over on the other side for LAG. Um, looks like the only two positive were Spartan Slasher, right? So the subs may be slacking a little bit in this one. Um, it seems like that might have been the difference maker, man. Nero and Vivid just back-to-back -back 30 bombs, right? Both of them. Uh, maybe Hook and Neptune. They yeah. had a tough matchup for them here on the boat cage. The damage, the damage was pretty identical. They just couldn't finish kills. Mm -hmm. The gorillas were just like... like I felt like Boston was just edging out every single gunfight, which just put them in like you know superior you know position. Yep, and then we get into a boat cage. We get into a boat cage SND. This is gonna be the second map. LAG right off the rip, they go 3-0 fast, man. Very just very quick, aggressive rounds out of them. They're doing a good job picking up first bloods and, and working some trades. And honestly, this is a pretty comfortable win for LAG here in the SND. I felt like where they really struggled today was the respawn. I feel like they couldn't keep yeah. up with Boston and respawn. Um, so I think that was a big issue for sure. I'm not surprised by that, man. I've said, I said this when they first teamed Spart, Neptune, who those guys are very, uh, comfortable in search and destroy. They used to, you know, they, they're, they're, they're pretty good friends from what I know. Um, and they played a lot of S and D chows and stuff like that together in, in other titles. So seeing them be pretty good at S and D, especially on maps like this, where it's like super aggressive. Like I'm, I'm not, I, I think that's not really where this team's going to ever struggle. Yeah. Um, especially how Boston plays it, Chris. Boston yeah, was just exactly. kept running at him. You saw it right there, right? Boston Nero just kind of runs up the middle of the map. But just these these rounds were going by so quick. I think they still had yeah. the bow cage effect from the hard point, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it, could, it could be. 
Both and I can't brain. wait for this map to be gone, bro. That's I. Just, I was just thinking about it through the hard point. And now the S and D, like I'm so excited for it's this so map hard to, to follow, be dude. no more. It yeah, is hard to follow. I, I can't. I can't be the only one. Even from like a very casual viewer perspective, bro. This map is just pure chaos. Yeah. Reminds you of like in jetpacks when you would just like swap POVs into like death. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, you're on somebody for two seconds. There's a team like the Gorillas, man. I feel like you gotta just take your time, be a little bit more passive. I think like the Toronto, Toronto playstyle would probably work a little bit more in S and D versus these guys because these guys are very aggressive. They're they, they got that like S and D star mentality where they just work quick, effective like pushes, and it, it worked out for them in this match. Well, it didn't work for Boston because they they were getting super aggro and and they were getting punished for it. And then we yeah. when we get into the last round here, I mean, LAG they they went up pretty quick. Um, that that three round boost was pretty good to start off the map. But I just like the way they get the first blood here. They calculated a grenade here. Little lineup spots. They double nade that back tank. That's going to take care of Vivid. That's a very common spot. So people are starting to get smart and they're starting to coordinate some of these grenades. That's going to give them a first blood. TJ, he try, he gets one. He makes it a 3v3. But after that, Neptune, he's able to pick up a kill low and in the 3v2 situation. They kind of just break ankles. Tony's the last one up. A really big win coming in from the LAG boys. That's going to be the last map that they win in, in this one. They don't win anything else. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard. Everybody from Boston is negative. Um, and everybody except for Spart positive from the Los Angeles Gorillas. Spart still pulling his weight, doing what he's got to do. Not too shabby for the LAG boys in search and destroy. It doesn't seem like that's their problem. And they do have S&D players, right, Chris? Like LAG, you said, like, uh, isn't Hook and Neptune? Aren't they always playing those S&D 8s? Yeah, that's why I said, like, those guys, like, are they, they thrive in S&D. Yeah, Especially you, when they're working you th together. You think those like S&D 8s are a factor? Them. You think it's a factor for these guys? Um, Putting in the know. extra time? Probably. I, I would I say so. Style. I think they're all playing, like, with the... Aside from maybe Slasher, like, the three of these guys probably play and like to play S&D the same way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they're all comfortable in search, and that's kind of why we see them have, you know, have success in that mode. Yep. And then we get into the control. We got a Tuscan control to start things off, and... Honestly, at the end of this first round, man, I, I think this is an LAG troll here. Um, I'm not really too sure what they were doing. So it starts with this push right here. Um, and Boston, they end up stopping this one. And at LAG, they have a second chance at this, man. It's a 3v4 in favor of LAG with 15 seconds left. LAG's coming off spawn. I just didn't like that Hook just ran out by himself. I would have liked it if he slowed down right here. He just ran at him. There were still eight seconds. You guys know every second counts. Um, and you could just kind of see how he just kind of runs out. He ends up dying uh, by himself. And then at that point, his teammates are trying to catch up. They go one by one by one. They don't wait for each other. Slasher even gets a grenade. Um, and then even right there, I mean, one guy here, I don't, I don't know who it was, just kind of walked out and was like, like, you see that? He just kind of walked out. Yeah. Wasn't even like playing for the kill. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He just like walked. He just <laughs> yeah. I think they just got. I think they just got caught up in the moment, and they were just like, "Oh, time." But like in reality, like, oh, if you if you just take your time and hop, you can hop on it last second and and just try to. You know, what they have to do? Get three kills. Mm hmm. Yeah, they they yeah, needed they, three they kills. That's it. And they had and and listen, they they still had eight to ten seconds, man. I mean, you you killed a kid plat and you're good. You just hop on a point. You you find the other guys and. And yeah. you're fucking chilling, so especially because especially because you have that so 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 in a four v three you have that one extra person that can just like if he can smash a sneak on the point he's gonna turn everyone's heads which is gonna create a distraction for you to like try to kill the other three so I don't know they definitely had a better opportunity to 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 to, to, to win the round than what they did dude because what the hell was that yeah we were, we were that talking was, about Nero early um and Tom you kind of asked like do you think it was all vivid. I, 
I think, dude, Nero has a 1.4. I think this is just major four so far. He's mm -hmm. got a 1.4 in control. That's fucking crazy, bro. That's and that's crazy. nuts. That's like, I don't have his like last and average stats from the past, but like that is where he's really turned up for this team. Mm -hmm. And in a, in a mode where this team wasn't like, you know, that successful in control, but I, I think that's one of the biggest catalysts for them. Yeah, he was the yeah. story of his map. He was the one who got them to dub here in the offense. I mean, that was the one round where I thought LAT trolled, where they could have maybe won an offense there. They had the life advantage, and I thought they maybe had some time left to make something happen. But the one-on-one -on -one push just kind of killed them. And then it's just nonstop defensive wins until the 2-1 round. This is where Boston was able to close it out. And honestly, instead of them stacking, they just pushed up. They can't push it. Listen, Boston's one of those teams that have not been stacking all year, and they didn't stack again this round. But if you're not going to stack, the least you can do is shit on them. Um, and that's what Nero did. I mean, he was just running a show. He's picking up ARs. He's 25 and 16 at the end at, at this last round here. And he ends up finishing this map with a shit ton of fucking kills. He was just, yeah. he was running at him. And, and I, I like the play from him at the end when they, when they stacked the point and he just kind of goes rogue. He was just feeling himself a little bit. Um, so I feel like he was just, I don't know if it was, if Killhorn's the right word, but I mean, we'll give it to him because, hey, if just you're not going to stack, man. yeah, he's if you're not, if you're not going to stack, you might as well just get the fucking kills, man, you know? And yeah. that's exactly what uh, he did. So. Owen's been a pretty firm believer in, in Nero as a talent. He just had issues with like slowing down and like being disciplined. But when this guy can get in that rhythm and he start he started to definitely slow down a little bit more, playing his life a little bit more. He even talked about in his interview, like this guy can be one of the best players in our league. I'm telling you right now, he was he was un, he was uh, overlooked, but he was he was in the same like kind of like generation, like the same uh, like the same not, not community, but like the same type of like players as like were Sib, um, even like Exceed. He's in Challengers, but like Exceed, Sib, Mac, all those guys, they all come from the same like. I guess era of like call of duty and he was kind of overlooked but it's it's good to see him finally getting some shine on this boston team yep he deserves it man he deserves all the shine he's gonna help boston get a 2-1 lead man we'll take a look at the final scoreboard 34 and 16 for nero poison and that's actual kills i don't know what the fuck his eka was <laughs> but this guy was fucking peacing bro the rest of his team negative was in he was positive five but tj reese they were both pulling weight doing what they got to do on the other side um, just seemed like they couldn't keep up, man. Whole team is negative. LG just got outslayed in this one, especially in that last round right there. Boston really kicked up. Um, so really good plays coming out of Boston. Big Crim6 tweet coming in. We'll obviously get to the Optic New York series, but Crim6 actually just tweeted. He said, GG's Optic. Y'all should probably get in the hill. Ender, you just got your other thumb back after... He said, you got your other thumb back after it has been somewhere deep within your own asshole. Don't shoot my body, you fat bastard. Seth is a beast and an even better friend. Now go use your Twitch Prime on my channel. Hashtag NYSL. Dude, this guy's fucking crazy, man. He's fucking nuts, yeah, he's this guy. A, he, he's a psychopath. He's fucking... I don't, this guy's fucking... He had a fucking wig on today during the interview with glasses on. He fucking lost his thumb up his ass, dude. Holy yeah, shit, he said dude. the same shit to me, that motherfucker. He said, you got your thumb stuck in your ass. I said, go fuck yourself, boarding. <laughs> he said, this, assaults, he said sure. the Wait, same he thing. He was shooting bodies? I have no idea, was he? I didn't see him shooting bodies. Maybe, I think in that S&D, maybe? Maybe it, was off, maybe it was off camera or some shit. I don't even know. Um, but we'll get to the New York Optic series. That was a very good series. But we're going to get into this third map, or this fourth map. It's uh, the fourth map. It's a Berlin hardpoint, and... And listen, man, these P3s, they are absolutely killing teams, man. They're killing them, especially in the Optic Series. We're going to watch it back, but this is kind of where Nero, man, the bailout. He's going to get a two-piece. Tony's going to get a two-piece to break it on in. And then after the fact, after they get in there, everybody falls. And the last one up is Nero. And look what he's able to do. Little highlight reel. Able to pick up a two-piece 
Hold on to the rest of this time. Slides the corner. Finds another one. Jumps for the four-piece coming out of fucking Nero. For the scrap Jesus, time. Son. This guy's all over the map. I'm telling you, he was doing it all today. That was a really big P3 break from Boston. And then after that, LAG, they were able to break onto this P4 and hold a little bit on the P5. So they were able to tie this up going into the second rotation of hard points. But overall, final thoughts on the series as I bring us into the second half of this game. It wasn't until Boston, they got some pretty good time on P2, P3. And then once they changed that second P4, they they stormed, they, they just stormed through, steamrolled through this fucking shit, bro. The whole second half was all Boston. LAG could not keep up. LAG losing this kind of gives me the <clears throat> the go ahead to kind of predict that I I don't see them making chance. I don't think they're gonna think make they're it. Gonna fall out. I think I, you know I think they may, may have like a two and three at best performance in the in the major or in the online or miracle runs of course. Yeah, I still don't even see it with this team. I mean, like like yeah, they beat Phase, but Phase was you know trying different maps and stuff, and then they come in, they lose to Boston, and it. Honestly, I mean, aside from the, I guess the boat cage, to me, I was pretty convincing outside of that uh, S and D. Um, I, yeah, and I just, I, I don't, I, you know, I think they're gonna start in loser one and and be one and done. So, um, listen, I'm not high listen, on the gorillas, and I think they're gonna, I think this will be the, the last event for them. As 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 much as I hate the toot Zinny's ego, man, these guys look different. Bro. They, like, do look they look good. Like, they look good. This is the best version. This is the best version of Boston we've seen. I know they looked somewhat decent before when they had Cap on the roster at, at certain points, but like this is like this is like scary. This is a scary form for them. They look really competitive. They got they 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 have the whole package, man. Like they're pretty good S and D. They still got some some decent uh, S and D core players in there. The respawn and their control, which was the the thing that held them back the most um prior to this stage was their control like they look really good in that game mode they still look good in hardpoint s and d it's 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 fine it's whatever I, I i have faith in them you know pulling off a few s and d's here and there with their roster like they just look good when this you is, say you're high on them though like where do you have them like to me they're just a top eight team like i, don't, I mean i have the, what i'm saying them. is i have them qualifying for champs and i'll let you know more after the major at the very in terms of like where i where see they them going actually champs. Yeah, where they actually stand. But at the very least, like, this was a team, like, whenever um, going into this qualifier, we're like, eh, they still might not make champs. Like, there's a potential there. It, it's it's unlikely, but there's a potential there. Now I'm just like, I'm sold. This team's definitely, they, this team should be going to champs. Um, they're they're playing like it, and uh, we'll see how they do at the major. But so they, look, they, they look good going into it. They beat Seattle, and they beat Gorillas, and then and they Optic. lost to... They beat Optic too, right? Yeah. They're two and with, one. With Pro Loop. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They lost this. No, they beat Seattle. They beat they beat Seattle. They beat they Optic. They beat LA Gorillas. And they, no, wait, actually, wait, I'm not, hold on. Why they you lost guys the Why you, They lost uh, the Thieves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why oh, the Thieves. That's they, 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 they've yeah. lost, the, here's the thing. Like, and although, like, yeah, we're not going to chalk it up to that. They've lost the Thieves, like, twice, like, in the last, like, two qualifiers. And both of those times, they were, like, potentially the quickest series of, like, this, like losing in the in like the CDL history, and I know like we always like to you know we don't like to sit there and say servers and stuff like that, but we know there's you know they've 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 obviously had their issues with the servers when they play the thieves. I'm not trying to take anything away from the thieves, but it's it's just it just looks weird when like they're so good versus all these other teams versus the thieves. Maybe there's a mental block there. Maybe it is the servers. Um, they just they can't get a fucking map on the board. They they don't even look competitive. But outside of that series. 
Um, this team looks really good. Yeah, and this is kind of where Reese takes the route. I mean, take a look at that number one on your mini map. This is he he makes a really good heads up play here. This is where Boston kind of puts LAG away. They were able to break into the second P3, just a weak street hold from LAG. We've seen it with so many different teams. They get in, they pick up a lot of scrap here, and then it's Reese. He just cuts all the way across the map. He picks up the kill, and just like that, the spawns flip on LAG's head. Uh, so those are the little things, right, that Reese just brings to the table, man. Just taking those routes, man, and, and knowing when to do it, knowing when not to do it, and that was the game changer for me. After that, man, Boston, they roll away with this one. They hold this whole thing down. Their setup was gnarly on this hill, by the way. LAG couldn't even get fucking close. They kept trying to flood through front. And the thing is, TJ was just laying down. They just were just holding crossfires and just holding his cross, and they couldn't do it. This hill is a little fucking trolley, too. You can't see the guy in hill. He just kind of lays there and doesn't really do much. But really good place from TJ to stay down. Draw a lot of attention. That's going to do it. Boston, they end up beating the Los Angeles Guerrillas. 3-1 to one, Nero. 30-21 and 21 once again. Everybody piecing on Boston. TJ, 22-17. Zinni, 24-17. 20-20 from Reese on the other side. Once again, everybody negative but Slasher, who's only positive one. They just couldn't keep up today, man. The slang power. It, was just, it just wasn't I mean, there. I think... I think in respawn is where they kind of do miss Pierce. Um, I, I, you know, obviously in SND, I think they're better off, but you know, in, in respawn, Pierce was kind of a consistent slaying factor, um, at least before he had, you know, the the, the health issues that he went through. Um, that to me is just noticeable, like because this team just doesn't seem to slay um, enough against the top teams. Like we saw an anomaly performance out of Austin yesterday when he had a 1.5 against Phase, but he's not doing that. Like that was like a Zinni takeover performance from the beginning of the game. Yep. Um, so to me, yeah, they're just going to lack slaying presence this whole time. Yep. And they're going to have to try and figure that out because right now it's, it's looking a little slow for the Los Angeles Gorillas. But let's move on to the next one because it's looking even slower for this team, the Paris Legion, going up against the Los I Angeles Thieves, <laughs> man. Go I didn't ahead, want to Pat. go over this, Tom. I'll be honest. This, it's, uh, this it's series, tough, man, man I feel I feel so bad for Donnie, bro, because he's like, he's playing so well. And it's like, dude, to play this well on a team this chalked and know that he's just like, there's nothing he can do. Um, I feel super bad for him, man. I really, at this point, I, I hope something happens in the offseason where Paris just honestly lets him go, doesn't bring him back, because I don't want to see my man go through this another, another year of this. I think he deserves to be on a uh, on a contending team. I think he's performing to that level, and you know he's just in a situation where he's kind of he's kind of screwed right now. So so I feel for him. Yeah, I mean you can see the frustrations coming out of Donnie right after the loss. I mean he <laughs> he said tweet. Yeah, you saw that. I was I was like, who the fuck is it? Who the temp is better than you, Zuma? Who the fuck? First of all, Zuma with two ways, motherfucker. And this guy said, and you have no bitches. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro, what's wrong with these people? But Donnie came in after the match today, and he he tweeted. He said, "GG's the Los Angeles Thieves." Honestly, man, that might be my last match of the year. I simply can't do this shit anymore. Um, what are you guys saying? Do you think this is real? Do you think this? Do you think he's actually gonna stop? You think he's gonna take a step back and just not do it? I mean, he did. I don't blame him. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him either. I, What's I think the point? A situation where it's like, dude, you know, you, you know, this team is gonna have another two losses in this qualifier. Most likely, you're gonna go to major four and probably get instant eliminated. Um, that's just depressing. I mean, going to like he had a one point four today and he got three would and he had the most damage in the lobby by over like a thousand, like. He's actually frying, but he's just in a situation where there's nothing he can do about it. So he's super frustrated. Um, I don't even know if they have a sub on their bench outside of uh, outside of Theory. Theory. 
Because I think they released John, so I think it's if he no, was. No, actually, no, no. Back. John wasn't released. John, I think oh, they, they, when, they yeah, when John? they tweeted that they were bringing in Johnny, they said that John is still uh Okay, well, then they have the to put John back in. So, I don't know, man. I, I It's a tough situation. I think, you know, if he makes that call, it's, you know, I, I don't think anyone would be, like, you know, surprised yeah, I by I it. I don't think anybody would say anything, really. Yeah, I mean, he he clearly deserves better um, just in this, the situation he's in right now. What did Veli tweet the Paris? Because everybody's spamming Veli tweet, but there's nothing here. I'm not seeing anything from him unless he might deleted, have deleted it. it. He might have yeah. deleted it, but he he must have said something to Paris if the whole chat's lighting up saying Veli tweet. But I'm looking at tweets and replies right now, and I'm not seeing a single thing. So if anybody can find me that tweet, oh, you're no, talking he tweeted, about. He said he said Paris management. I'll link it. But he said Paris management. Got to do something about this oh, I team. Found it. I, found I feel it. terrible for the players' lack of attention needed for this team to thrive. Take your team seriously. Yeah, what the heck? Paris management, got to do something about this team. I feel terrible for the players and a lack of attention needed for this team to thrive. Take your team seriously. This isn't fun anymore. Yeah, everybody, I feel like everybody's just been trashing Paris for the most part. Um, and and like I said, I'm glad, bro. It's time that people are held accountable for not only horrible decisions, but lack of. Yeah. Um, you know, and this goes for all CDL teams, not just Paris. Obviously, Paris is the worst. But I think it's about time people are held accountable for like some what shit they're doing. The thing that just blows my mind is like, what do you make this investment for? Like, what is the point of making this investment? Do you think people are just gonna like flock and be fans of your team if just because you have a fucking name of a city or of a state or or you know a country or whatever the fuck you want to call yourselves at this point? Like, no, it's a little weird. You gotta give them a re you gotta give them something to fucking cheer for. Mm -hmm. No, hundred percent. And I think. Um, and I, I, cause Tom or Tom, you brought up Tom Gravity Street. Um, Vegas Cod has ever played. Yeah. To me, I mean, we were talking about this the other day as well. Like, um, kind of the same thing that Boston goes through when they play LAT, right? Cause like you said that Jimbo's in Canada, Tom Gravity's in Jersey, Johnny's in Jersey, and Tim's in ATL. Mm -hmm. Like they're probably on the same server stuff where like LAT probably has a massive advantage. So. Um, Don obviously is probably the best off one in ATL, but the rest of them are definitely getting screwed in terms of online if it's the same situation that Boston goes through. So there's a mm -hmm. lot of issues in the CDL right now, in my opinion, but um, it's definitely tough. I don't tough know if there's Paris a guy in chat. I don't double know. down on that. I'm reading chat, and I don't know if this guy's defending him. Paris actually made changes and picked up young talent. Bro, there's a difference between actually going out there and making a roster that makes sense with young, quote-unquote, young talent. And throwing and minimum at people. Throw, throwing the minimum at people that are desperate for an opportunity in the fucking yeah, league because yeah, yeah. there's no support in fucking challengers. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Hey, he's not this, getting it. He's not understanding. He's not understanding. This is the fucking wait, 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 worst. That's the worst take I've ever not, seen in not my only life. That, not only that, they started the, they started the year with, what, Tim Fel Decimate and John, right? That was their roster. Uh, uh yeah, I think so. Wait, was it Decimate? Holy shit! Yes, How long have we been? Decimate right? and John. That's what I'm saying. So they released those guys and just picked up whatever challenger player was, you know, wanting to be in the CDO on a minimum. So it's kind of like it's rough. Uh, Kismet mentioned in the chat that he said they would play for the men. Oh, that whole Texas Nation Apparently roster. the whole Texas Nation roster wanted to go to Paris, but that ended up falling through because Paris, Bro, once again, just Was can't. that before this season or mid-season? That's probably mid-season. Okay. Right? The, the mid-season issue is different because, like like he mentioned, Drew doesn't want to spend money. After Drew's major the, one, the owner of the team. He would have to release all the players, pay two-month you know, severance buyouts based on their salary, that's like the the minimum. I think you get two months minimum of, of salary when you get released. Uh -huh. um, you have to pay all of them and then pick up other players. So to think about that, like that discrepancy, like that's literally like sixteen grand 
um that that he was not Damn. wanting to pay to to i guess it would be 32 if he released all four players mm-hmm. um i probably wouldn't have released don but whatever um so that's a that's kind of the idea when you think about this paris team of of kind of where they're at they wouldn't even pay 32 grand to make a pretty solid roster move and picking up the best end right. team by far at you, the time yeah that, but that was the one thing that i was going to say like this was even something that I approached him with. So I, when I was still competing is like, and I know a lot of teams did in challengers, they tried to basically approach them as a package because it kind of would make more sense. If you approach an organization as a package in challengers and be like, yo, we have this team. We've all performed really well in challengers, like take a chance on us. And I'm even sure um, that the champs that won the cold war challenger championships with like saints, uh, spar, all those guys were probably trying to, you know, get on, any roster spot they could, even if it was Paris probably at the time. So they were just looking for an opportunity to compete together as a team. So like all these teams that were put together and at least made sense, were approaching this organization be like, yo, pick us up. And instead they were like, just, just pick up any pro. And I'm not saying like these pros aren't good or don't deserve to be in the league at some capacity because we all know all these players are talented. It's just like the rosters don't fucking make sense. Pick, do something that makes sense. Even if you think it's not, it might not be the, the some superstars or all these veteran players or something like that. Just do something that makes sense. Like what the fuck is this roster? You could have had Texas nation, a team that I want to play together. You could have had, the cold war champs you could have had all these other players that wanted to play together rather than like you picking up this person be like uh oh, who's left like yeah. the, your, your decisions as an organization are just fucking terrible and to put it into perspective bro there's probably more than two dozen players in the cdl right now making more than a quarter of a million dollars right paris is putting those players all on minimum contracts and worried about playing, you know, max, let's just say a range of sixteen to $32,000 to improve on a roster midseason. When you're already paying a fifth of the salaries, like, it's, 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 it's honestly just mind-blowing. They, they shouldn't be in the CDL. The, the, apparently, I still remember, I still remember there was this thing where they, they apparently were trying to get it so they could play the CDL and play their matches from France. From Paris. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that rumor too. Which yeah. everybody was just like, "Listen, what man, that's, that, that's, that's not that? possible." Everybody's like, "Listen, that's just not going to be possible. Like that's that's not how things work around here, you know." And it just kind of shows you how out of touch they are. They're so out yeah. of touch. They have no idea what's going on. And I don't think they're the only fans. There's a lot of franchise teams, man. Especially when we first got into this shit, this franchising shit, that had no clue what the fuck was happening. Literally, yeah, they like, were they were building teams. That they still don't, and and the only way they found out was by hiring people that have been in the space that that kind of know what the fuck they're talking about. But yeah. a lot of these franchise teams are just lost. Yeah, but it's also like a thing where like I still think I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complete grill theory here because he's obviously a part of the team. But I think theory at least you know. I think he's he. I don't think he's out of touch with the scene and stuff like that. I just think his hands are tied. I think a lot of the decisions that the organ that he might want to make, even as a coach, or the players might want to make as players, they're just locked behind the decisions of the upper management and the fact that these guys, these organizations, will not spend money. And rightfully, Apoc, I can't. Apoc I can't blame them. To Apox was an assistant coach for not free. getting paid. Yeah, not getting paid. <laughs> but free. I mean, granted, granted, I can't really. I can't really judge them to an extensive degree because like the cdl isn't isn't uh the most profitable so i get it but at the same time what the fuck are you investing in this organization for if you're if you're not trying to be some successful like you gotta I guess, spend money to make money so mm-hmm. i don't know it's just terrible decisions from the, the management i feel terrible for the players and uh the coaching staff and all that stuff so 
It's unfortunate. Well, yeah, back to, do we want to go over this? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not, we don't have to. But I do okay. want to get your thoughts on, on the Los Angeles Thieves. How did you guys think? I mean, the, granted, they're playing pairs. First map was a little iffy, close map. But I, I felt like LATs had, had the series pretty comfortable, um, especially in the control. They ended yeah. strong. Um, I felt like Kenny, he he looked a little bit better. He was taking some routes. I mean, statistic, uh, statistically, I don't know what the stats are like. Maybe, Pat, you can read them off. Um, but, uh, but but I know LA Thieves, they came out, took care yeah. of business today. Tom, Tom, lastly, before we move on from this match, I mm -hmm. think I can speak for everyone when I say this, this will be, this should be the last time, at least this year, that we talk about Paris in a match or a Paris-involving match, uh, unless there's a drastic upset where it's more so tied to the other teams that are still um, competitive. It's not shot at the players. It's more so, like, the organization is just fucking irrelevant. Like, there's no point in just sitting here bashing it because I feel like every day, every time that Paris is involved in a match and we do the flank, it's the same fucking thing. We just bash the organization and... To a degree, we also like that's got to make the players feel bad, and I don't want to sit here and rag on these players uh, anymore. Yeah, there's it's no just, point. Uh, so, there's no so, fucking so, point. So, so we're yeah, just gonna so, stop talking about so, it. If some of the stats match. though from this series, uh, Draza performed really well. Uh, Octane as well. Kenny's still struggling a little bit. It's not that it yeah, mattered much in He didn't, he didn't drop series. the best stats in this one, but he was making plays though. He was taking <laughs> yeah, I routes still want and see Kenny be. Kenny, right? I think we are kind of hoping for that. We see some 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 moments, and granted, there's Vanguard where there's you know it's a hard game to be consistent at. But I mean, we we've seen what this team looks like when Kenny is you know firing on all cylinders, and how how monumental of an impact that has for this roster. Um, so so yeah, Draza and Sam did their thing today. Uh, but I do wanted to bring up. Um, so Paris still have Rocker and Florida. Mm -hmm. and That's probably free wins for them, right? Free wins for Possibly, them. Possibly, yeah. But when we look at the standings, like an upset either way in those in either one of those matches could basically play spoiler for, for either one of those teams. Mm -hmm. They're both on the, the cusp. They're both at 120 CL points, 9 10th right now with subliners right on their ass. Like if... Just, just saying. If Paris could pull out an upset, I think it would play spoiler and and in one of those teams' seasons possibly. So it is something to keep an eye out for. If there is an upset, we can definitely dive into it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm actually hoping though. I mean, uh, I think a big spoiler there would be would be fun. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening with Paris. Um, I I personally don't think we're gonna see any upsets just because I just feel like the attitude of the players now they just kind of lost it. And I also feel bad for players like Tom, right? Like he got he finally gets his shot in the league, but look at where he's getting his shot. You know, like it's yeah. you take it with a grain of salt. Or even like even even the other guys like Johnny, right? He, this guy's a young guy. He, this guy's a rookie for these guys. I mean, he he's getting thrown into Paris, and it's like. This is this is their rookie. This is what they get to show in in their debut. This is what they get to show when they come to the league. It just sucks, man. Like to be in this situation, it fucking sucks, man. But listen, LA Thieves they came out on top. Uh, pretty comfortable win from them. Gonna want to see LA Thieves keeping those wins going. Uh, they've you know they've had an up and down year, so any win that they can get is uh, is always good. But let's hop into the last match of the day. This was the most important match. This was uh, this one was a really good one, man. We had the New York Subliners going up against Optic Texas. Obviously, Optic they have Illy in there now. New York Subliners they're uh, they're on the cusp of not making champs. They are undefeated so far on the stage. They have been looking really really good. They end up taking this one today, three to one. We start things off with a boat cage hardpoint, boat cage S and D Berlin control, Berlin hardpoint, Tuscan search and destroy. Pat, Chris, I'll let you guys kick it off. Anything you see in the vetoes. Anything that pisses you off? Anything that you think was smart? Anything uh, at all? I like the I like the Tuscan control ban out of 
out of New York. I think it was really smart to put them on Berlin. Optic, obviously, yeah, they've they've been struggling recently on Tuscan. They just have so many more reps, and and I kind of like that style for this New York team to play to square up with them on Berlin control. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, pretty solid maps all around. Um, a lot of mixy maps, which we we've talked about. Like now that New York has the the bulldog, they, I think they they kind of. <laughs> Are a lot better yeah, in those Kismet's situations. Been popping off, this guy. He's been popping off, bro. He's been having an absolute year, dude. Yeah, and and, and we were. I had mentioned it yesterday, and I know people were like, got got kind of tight that I said it, but but still, I mean, um, you know, I optic doesn't look that good in in hardpoint. Like to me, they just I'm not really impressed by their hardpoint at all, and their control is really lackluster. Yeah, so, I was gonna say that about their control. I know. Yeah, I know I said it was concerning yesterday, but now I think it's to a point where it really is because if you're looking above average in hardpoint and not good at control, like you're not going to square up against these top teams and have success. So this series for me, we were talking about like where we have New York and we kind of all agreeing that they are top four, at least online. We haven't seen it in Atlanta yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, Optic might be falling off out, outside of that top four for me. What about you, Chris? You agree with that? Um yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm pretty close to, to being in agreement. but the thing is, this is their second series back with uh, Illy, but their control has been lackluster for he's a while He's been good, now. by the way, Chris. He's been, Illy's been good since he's came back. Oh, and yeah, he's been playing good. He's been playing good, but from a just a team perspective, they just can't seem to get it going. Uh uh, like they had, they just haven't been able to keep you know keep it together versus like the you know the top teams. Like even when uh they had they had Prolu and stuff like that. But I think my standout, I think this series was uh just Dashy. Dashy kind of under I feel like underperformed uh when it came to this series, and it, it hurts them when uh, he's not playing too good because he's a he's a heavy he's a heavy slayer for them. And when you don't have that guy, you know, putting up kills and stuff like that, like Krim basically had his number this series. Like, hey, well Dashi had and, his uh he's been their most consistent probably too throughout the year, right? In terms yeah, of numbers. Exactly. So for so him like, to struggle is uh, like, you know, you don't see it often. You don't see Yeah, it you often. don't see it often. So while while they while 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 Illy's thriving in one place, uh Dashi's kind of just uh struggling in another. So I think that's kind of the stories of the series. But as far as like where I see them, man, like if if things continue on this path, like I'm scared for them. They're really good at search, and they will always be good at search, bro. Like look yeah. at their team. But when it comes to the controls, they just haven't been good in a while. And when it comes to the hard point, like I'm more so scared that they just can't they can't hang with uh you know the likes of like New York or even like I mean they have had phases number, but like phases hard point's been looking absurd lately too. Like well, it's not like, just those teams. Seattle phase like see, New yeah, York. all There's these teams, teams are so good at hard point, like ridiculously good at hard point. That's what keeps them, um, you know, playing so, or placing so well. But yeah, I mean, that's just I'm, I'm just con- I'm concerned for the team, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be all doom and gloom yet, considering no, it's, you can't it's, be. it's it's their second it's their second series back with this guy, and on top of that, he looks good. He's just, they just gotta you know rally together and I'm start a, pulling together some wins. I'm a little concerned that Seth is their best player. That that is that not surprising to you guys? He's literally playing the best out of all of them at at currently right now. It's um, not surprising me at this point in the year because he's been fantastic all year. He's been, he's been doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not it's not really like a drag on Seth, but it's more so saying like the other guys to me yeah. aren't playing as good as they should be on this roster. I'm honestly not surprised, bro. I feel like I actually we were actually having the same conversation last year in Cold War. I was like, "Yo, Scup is the best player on this Optic team." He's just scump, like, dude. Like it's, it's just he's scump, just man. he's gross. Like, he's just he, he doesn't miss a beat, bro. It doesn't matter how old he's getting. It doesn't matter what game he's playing, guys. 
actually disgusting. Yeah. Um, the rest of these young guns, they just got to pick it up, man. Like they're doing it in S and D. We've seen them doing respawn. They just got to be more, a lot more consistent and start playing with some teamwork and some cohesion in that game mode because. The, the the teamwork they have in S and D is crazy. They just got to translate it to these respawns, man. They're they're, mm -hmm. they're struggling in that aspect. And they got to figure out the mental, bro. They're they cannot be crim. We like it's just we've seen it now. They, this team can't be crim. Crim has their number. So, you think there's a mental block going bit, on? A little bit that. of a mental block there, you think bro. Think so. Right, well, 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 listen, Dr. we'll see. Doctor Crim, respect. I mean, hey. Hey, listen. <laughs> we, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in an interview. Because Jesus Christ, I don't know what the fuck that was. But let's go into the listening with the New York Subliners and Optic Texas. They did back-to-back -back listenings in this one. I thought the New York Subliners sounded great, so let's tune in. He's going up to camo. I think. On me, on me, gate, on me, gate. Play life. Seth is gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm camo, I'm camo, I'm camo. We play tight for kills here. Let them fuck up, let them fuck up. I'm going back window. Yo, he's on our tank, on our tank. Yeah, he's on our tank. Yeah, time shot. Top out Seth, top out Seth. Don't pitch you, folks. One more hand. Low enemy, low enemy. One's mid, I have your kitchen. Guy Paco is moving. P2 Ender, P2 Ender. He's going on front kitchen, front kitchen, front kitchen zig. Okay, front kitchen, watch out, watch out. Yeah, I'm throwing a deep nade over mid. Yo, are we going right here? Yo, yo, look over me, Paco. I don't see front kitchen, I don't see front kitchen. Top, 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 in tree top in tree top. Okay, I'm going top, I'm going top. So that's going to do it for the New York subliners. Let's tune in to Optic Texas and see how they were sounding. What's different, man. and that's gonna do it for optic texas so comp sounded pretty good on both sides but i think we can all agree that hydra was just had everybody's number in this map number one man you could just see it in the gameplay even in both listenings he was all over the map man switching lanes constant pieces go ahead chris i know we were always high on hydra and stuff like that and we are i think i think shotzi up until probably recently it's probably was was definitely the best SMG player in the game at the moment, but I think Hydra's on his tail, if not has overtook him. I think the only Ooh. player, at least in this qualifier, just in this current stage, the only other person that's even kind of close is Nero? Simp. I think Simp. Simp. What about, and Nero? What about Nero? Yeah. Wait, wait. Simp you and Nero. You're right. You're you guys right. are both faded. I got to interrupt. 
the best Wait, SMG what? right now in the game currently is Pred. It's it's a fact. It's Pred. Is it? Yeah. He, he's literally constantly 1.2s in his series, win or lose. He was the MVP at at the last major, and he kept that. I mean, I don't. I, don't yeah. I was. I didn't exactly I mean, I say he was the best. I could but. see that argument, but I I'm think also right saying... now, right now, like currently in major four, Pred, in my opinion, is the best. The best SMG. That yeah, but they're could, also can change, but but I, I think we do have to say Pred is. Right, no, Pred is definitely up there, and uh, he was the best at the last major. But I'm saying, like, they're not winning matches. Like, I'm not saying he's not impactful. I'm saying, like, the other teams, the other teams and players are winning matches. So I'm going to give the slight edge to those guys. But yeah, I mean, like, no regardless, Sib and Mac are throwing up plus thirties, <laughs> baby. That is true. That is I true. Mean, but hey, man, regardless, I think the conversation right now, like, at least in this qualifier, best SMG players got to be Pred, Hydra, Nero, and Simp in my opinion, are probably the best ones that we've seen in this qualifier so far. Simp, Simp has been disgusting, they, too, They've dude. all been good as fuck. They've all been insane. Simpy running an AR on fucking Gav and Peace yeah, and yeah. You he's, know, he's, a, he's the, the... I don't know. He's like a third AR. He's like a like third AR. He does what Seth does on Gav. They yeah. just put an auto. Yeah, in terms mm. of, like, main sub-role position, like, when I think of main sub, I think of, like, real, that high-end, like, that super aggressive guy up top. Some teams have two of those guys. Some teams have one. Like, I, I feel like... Shotzi, Preda, Beezy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for me, bro, I don't know, man. Hydra to me, and I've been talking about this kid since he came to New York. He's just different, man. Like, when you watch him play, he glides. He just glides through the map. And even just looking at him from other people's POV, the way that he, he challenges gunfights, he's just a hard kill, man. And I just feel like he's one of those players that he's just impactful as fuck, man. He he's undoubtedly top four, and that's why this New York team is so good, because they do have a sub who is in that top four conversation you know, either way you want to put him, one, two, three, or four, he's in that combo, and that's why, you know, having that, you need that, I think, in, in Cold War, or not Cold War, sorry, in Vanguard, you need to have a, an SMG player who can be that effective. Like, we talked about when he got Kismet, like, he kind of got another player who's kind of can can be in that upper echelon of players, and, and I think that's why New York has really, really turned around their respawn. Yeah, and we can take a look at the scoreboard here. Kismet is in the chat saying he got smoked. I mean, he went 32 and 43, so he had a lot of deaths there, but he was putting that damage down, and he was doing what he had to do. So um, I don't think you got smoked that bad. Not as much, not as bad I as think, you think so, Kismet. I think Kiz for Hydra is kind of the same as, like, the Nero Vivid. Like, you know, they're really good on their own, but when you put them together, it, it really better. creates that, that impact. Yeah, yeah. and it, you can see Paul, right? Paul X is another one, 33 and 27. Porter, 25 and 29, do what he's got to do. But Paul's another one who was on London. And, and Pat, you were always saying how they how London made a mistake. They should have never let Paul go. Uh, you were saying yeah. that since day one. Yeah, I mean, dude, I think, you know, we talked about it yesterday, how Kiz kind of had the, the game ball in, in that series. But I think today, Paul, like if I had to give a game ball, it's Paul. Um, he fried every single map in this series. Um, and to me, it's just his consistency, bro. He's been super, super fucking consistent since he came on this team as a massive backbone for this roster. And so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of gassing every player on the team. And that's kind of what, what it looks good. like when a team that's is a performing thing. so well. I mean, they're having such a dominant stage. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, I mean, it takes it takes a combined effort out of all four guys. So their hard point is just flawless, dude. Like it's yeah. it's ridiculous how like the it's it's ridiculous. The level of, of hard point they, they've been able to keep up as a team, even like even like Krim, dude, the older player on the team, like he's fucking he, he has his maps, too, where he's just popping off like their their entire team is just looks really good. And they're performing as good as, uh you know, we all initially thought they would perform on paper. They just got to translate it to the major man. Like that's the thing that worries me. It's like I, I, it, it would suck 
suck if like you you make it this you know make it this far put yourself in this type of position and then you go to the major and and a repeat happens like they haven't won what a, they haven't won a map at a major granted they played actually no not a match they the, think, a match right a match I that was undoubtedly yeah. the best hardpoint team right now like yeah. either way I, w- I would give them the best hardpoint team in the game currently Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like New York, they, they, they definitely have to do it on land. Um, and, and I don't know what's been their hurdle on land, but maybe it's like a comfortability thing. But I definitely think yeah. this team can do what they're doing online on land. You know what I think question. it is? I, I just think they need to win the first series, bro. I think it's such Confidence. a momentum thing yeah, for like this momentum team. Like, type shit. Every series they came, even when they come in winter bracket, they lose like a nail-biter, like grueler. Like, I think they really just need to put everything they have into winning that first series. And if they do that, I think they'll have the, the <laughs> momentum and the confidence to just roll through the bracket. Paul mm-hmm. in chat says, they figured it out. It won't happen again. All right, we'll see, buddy. I'm rooting <laughs> for you guys. Yeah, hey, rooting for, for you guys, guys, too. I want to see them. I really want to see them make champs. But let's get into the boat cage S&D, man. We had two boat cages to start things off. I thought Paul was going to have this for a second. So I like the setup from, from Illy and Shotzi here. They kind of have Shotzi just holding Illy's cross so nobody can flank him. And then Illy's just kind of holding the bomb site. They know they have bomb down. But they let Paulie get on the site here. They let him get the plant down. They end up spotting him, and they just don't make their move in time. So, Paul, he stays on against the plant. But a really good retake coming out of uh, Illy and Shotzi. They're able to just hop on the site uh, and just take the round. So, good plays there. I thought Paul might have been able to do something there. Yeah, it was a tough situation. I was surprised that he didn't, because, I mean, bro, we know how fast the TTK is in Vanguard. I was surprised he didn't just jump out on the corner and just start pre-firing the guy, defusing. Like, fuck the guy on the heady. Like, if you can just get two bullets off, like... A headshot, maybe three if you need it. Yeah, but there was still so much time. There was still like there was still thirty three seconds left that he probably would have got traded if he did that. No, eventually. Imagine if he no, went yeah, to that door. I was, I was just surprised. Imagine after he took like the gunfight on the guy on the heady and then ran away to the to the door. He just started wall banging and got the kill. There's no the way guy he's defusing. winning that, bro. I mean, I, I was saying that he maybe should have tried the plan for a spot where he could see it, like mid L, or see it from top barn or not top barn, top house. You know what I'm saying? When you go top house in the window, you could kind of see the bomb sticking out. If he were to play for that, it might have been doable. But anyway, Optic ended up clutching up that round. And this was the round that did it for me, man. This is where New York just fucking... I thought this map was over right after this one. Get into the fourth round here. It's going to be a 4v2. Or no, is this the round where NYSL troll? It might have been the next one. Um, oh, no, it was the next one. Sorry, excuse me. The 1-3 round. Bro, this was bad, man. Did you guys see this? This was big wins from Scump in this round. Scump was just able to find a couple kills in this one. Just kind of roaming the map, doing what he does. He's looking comfortable. But this round right here, New York Subliners, they have a 4v2 here. They're able to get a couple bloods. Optic's going to get that bomb down. It's Illy and Scump. And look at how Illy and Scump set this one up. They kind of just sit here, low house, like low tool area. And they just kind of back up here. They play corner to corner here in cages. And look at this setup. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, there's no way, right? But look what New York do. They decided to hop the bomb. They didn't clear this out. They didn't even check this. They don't even have anybody looking at it. Then you see one kill coming in from Scump. He's going to shoot him off the bomb. Hydra jumps in. <laughs> Illy's in the corner. And then Illy just shits on Paulie. My bad, Paul. I know you're in the chat, but my bad, bro. Illy comes in hot. And then just like that, Scump's in a 1v1 situation. Work. He clutches up and gets the glide bomb. And then once he gets the glide bomb, once they clutch the 2v4, this one's just all over. The optic was pretty I, comfortable I after like- this. I feel like they didn't like coordinate at all. Paul was still across the map when they hit out on the site. Like they weren't together to trade out effectively. I think that's why Paul got shit over right there because he came into a situation where even he was, was going on the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they hit like look, Paul number one is literally rotating back barn and they they're hitting an A site. Like 
I feel like they should have just coordinated <laughs> yeah, that too. way a, a little bit. Dude, Paul was like that Donald Glover fucking uh, gif where he just like shows up and like the whole room's on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has just a fucking battle going on in this fucking house. He opens up the door and holy shit, you got fucking Ender sliding around and shit. He's only got a pistol, so just a really good round from from Ilian Scum. I thought they played that fantastic. Um, they end up going one forward, and once again, the streak comes down from Scump in this one. They get a first blood, uh, and they roll away with this one. Once they won that round, I said, okay, this shit's all over. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, New York was able to win one more round after this, but ultimately it ended up being 6-2. Finish, really good plays coming out of the Optic Boys to take the S&D. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard. 11-6 uh, from Paul just wasn't enough. The rest of the squad negative, just having a rough one, right? Nobody from New York can really get kills. Um, except for Paul, and then on the other side, it's 11-5 and five from Scump, man. Uh, you know, he's he's doing what he can right now, man. Scump's doing what he can. Uh, and it is it is super admirable to see him, you know, this late in his career still doing shit like this, you know? Still still being that superstar that he is and fucking... Wasn't his birthday, like, yesterday or last week or something? Yeah, his birthday was very, very recent. I think it was, like, a couple, a few days ago. So, happy birthday to Seth, if, uh, if I haven't told you. I'm pretty sure I told him, but happy birthday. Uh, and good math for them, for the Optic Boys. They come out, they tie the series up by one. I'm thinking we're about to have a series on our fucking hand, but then we get into the control, and this was just completely one-sided, man. I mean, New York, they came out to fucking play. And it starts with them winning the defense, right? They go up 1-0, pretty comfortable defense from them, but let's just go into the first offense from New York and look at the break-off, because this guy Hydra just ran through the middle of the map and killed the whole fucking team right off the break of the round, man. Uh, and we'll just kind of show you guys how he does it. You can take a look at your mini-map. He's going to be number two. He's going to start working uh, towards mid here. I'm not sure if he dies first. He gets one. That's going to be a big trade onto Shotzi. He's going to slide around the corner. Takes Illy down on the stairs. Gets the trade onto Scump. That's three. Then he's going to slide and burn onto Dashi. That's four dead Paco. Already gets his team right off the rip in 15 seconds onto this B point. They're able to get a lot from this, man. They're able to get a lot of, a lot of power position. They're able to get pushed up on the map. And because of that breakoff from the New York subliners, they're able to work the whole point here. Opt to get in with just a slither left. They're able to stop it. And then I think it's Mr. Paul X who comes in and picks up two. Big two-piece coming out for Mr. Paul. And that's going to cap the beat point right after this round. I mean, that's the offense right there, man. To 15 seconds, the offense is done. There's no way Opta can hold this beat point with two minutes left. Right, guys? I don't think so. Now, yeah. Have you seen any team hold the A point when, when they lost B? I, I'm yet to see a team do it. Um, just because of those spawns, right? Like, if you get kills from... If, if Opta get kills here, New York just spawns so close. And it can just keep yeah. playing onto that site. So, this one was pretty much chalked up fast. New York, they come out with the defense. New York subliners on the offense. They go up too well. And, and then after that, we get into the last round. And, and this is where, where MYSL were able to close it out and take the control 3-0. to What do you think happened in this one for Optic? For me, it's just the slang power again from New York. They're just winning every fight. Every fight, it just seems like New York had the upper hand. And I think that's what's going to happen when you're, when you're a team full of momentum and confidence. I like yeah, the way Optic played it though. Like on some of the rounds, like they did, they didn't like capitalize or execute properly. But like they had the right idea. They were like on their offensive rounds. They were reading the flank. They were always having guy positioned uh, somewhere around the trains, trying to make sure that uh, like Hydra or like Hismet weren't able to like get through to like the back trains. You know what I mean? How like teams like to push that out. And they were doing a pretty good job of it, but they just they just couldn't capitalize on their kills and the rounds were that that they needed to win were just taking too long. I think I think New York, although it was dominant in terms of the round count, like some of these rounds, if a situation would have played out slightly different, I think Optic could have had a chance to win some of these rounds. Mm-hmm. Agreed, Pat. Any final thoughts on the map? 
Yeah, I was gonna say that. I mean, when looking at optic, like when when you when you veto against optic, um, it, they're a tough team to veto against for sure. They're five and one before this, five and one in Berlin, six and zero oh in Givutu, and fourteen and five in Tuscan for control. And so, like, it, it, I, I, when you look at it on paper, like none of these picks look good. But I really, really do like the fact that since they kind of know that like New York's pretty good gap team that i think optic ended up vetoing it uh and, and so new york banned tuscan and we ended up on berlin i kind of like that just like you know jump on berlin it's kind of like uh you know they felt they were out slaying them and had them in respawn and it's kind of like a shark in the water and they smell blood and they just went for it um on one of optics better maps and I, I think more teams need to do this now in control because they're realizing optics not that control kind of you know dominant team that they were before and and yeah just kind of when you play optic geek honestly ignore those those map pools and just and, and play a map that you think you know they're not as strong as their stats may seem say they are mm -hmm. yeah, yeah we'll take a I look at i was gonna agree with you on that because like uh, my bad my bad tom so like I, I agree with you in that sense because berlin's one of those maps that like although it's control and we know control is like we for for the most part besides this map is like all defensive side and stuff like that just get optic off the maps where it's like they're guaranteed rounds um because their control is just looking so weak right now that you play them on an evenly matched uh, Berlin, I think like the better team should always win that map in comparison to like a Gavutu or a Tuscan, especially Tuscan because that was like their strongest map by far before. So mm -hmm. we can take a look at the final scoreboard: twenty-four and fifteen from Kismet, the Bulldog, coming out to play, ladies and gentlemen. This guy's been absolutely fantastic for these guys. Twenty-one and fifteen from Paul, he's been pulling his weight. And on the other side, everybody negative from Optic, just the slang power. They just couldn't get kills. It just wasn't looking good for them in the control. Name uh, was put in the chat that Optic are faded for playing Bow Cage. What do y'all think about that? Um, can you go back to see what the videos are? I don't remember what the mm -hmm. hardpoint veto was. Yeah, yeah we can, I gotta look one more time. Yeah, we could go take a look at it. Let's see real quick what what they vetoed exactly. I think it was, um, I think optic it was... optic vetoed uh, Tuscan, I believe. Yeah, optic vetoed Tuscan and New York vetoed Gavitu, and then for the S and D, New York vetoed Berlin and optic vetoed Desert Siege. Um, I don't yeah, mind optic that, playing Bokeh that much. That's a Wait, troll though. That is a troll because <laughs> New York's not that good at Tuscan. Um, They're not. Bro, What's their record on other uh, three and nine on Tuscan? So why did Optic? I thought Tuscan was I mean, a good I mean, map for Optic. Hold on, hold on. Let's see I mean, it used dude. to be. Listen, listen, listen. Since I did say Phase did it, we will, we will kind of say um, Optic's guaranteed, just like Phase is. Uh, Ray's obviously mentioned this before about expanding their map pool. They obviously have Illy back. They could be doing the kind of the same thing. I mean, these when you when you're in the situation where you're auto qualified mm -hmm. for for champs, you you don't mind expanding your map pool. Um, I don't. I don't know, Pat. In why is nine out of ten in their last bow cages? Like, there's no way you let that in when they're three and nine on Tuscan, unless you're just. I'm pretty sure Ray, Ray, Ray was off the henny this morning. I'm like, pretty sure they might have. They might have been banning Tuscan in like the majority of their series, like this entire stage, even when they had pro loot. You think they lost some of that hard point Tuscan like, magic way, they used to have? Either way, bro. New York is three and nine on Tuscan and nine out of ten on Bowcage. Like, why would you? Why, why I mean, would you reverse that? Like that? It's that's a terrible play. Just, 
I mean, yeah, they're definitely that's, that's not expanding map pool, Pat, because they're this is for bracket. You know, there's I, no I way. I shouldn't say expanding map pool as well. I, I'm sure they think you know they're going to be competitive against New York regardless. But instead of saying expanding map pool, like they they feel that they may need to get better on Bocage. Like they might be thinking like you know down the road they're going to have to be Bocage. In in the beginning of the game, we talked about it. Bocage was literally Optic and Phase's playground, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of teams are catching up. Um, definitely. You know, New York is obviously a dominant Bocage team. We talk about Boston. Um, you know, maybe Optic want to get kind of back into their Bocage form. Either New way, York, New York I disagree is the with best that. Team. No, yeah. Well, they're the best hardpoint team, period. But Yeah, that's true. But I'm saying I agree with it. I, I mean, I think it was the, the wrong play. Um, but but I'm just trying to look at a reason why. And the only thing I can think of is like, hey, FaZe obviously was expanding their pool. Or not expanding. We shouldn't say that. Just practicing their weaker maps. Yeah. And maybe Newark was kind of, or maybe Optic was kind of in the same boat. So maybe knows, I, I personally think way, with them a, on, on the cusp of winner's bracket or not, I mean, I don't see why they would try that here. I, I could see people trying doing that old, old bullshit if they have winners and they're like locked for champs, right? And do they still have, have a chance at making winners? I don't know. Yeah, yeah they had they, they would have to win the next uh, the next Friday. They'd have to keep. What they are they? Are they one series. and two? They're one and three right now, Pat. I believe. Yeah. Damn, Optic is ass, baby. They're that team is top six at best. You think I was so? Actually, bro, I was actually saying that to Pat. I'm like, listen, man, I'm a, I'm still an Optic believer in terms of them, like, you know, the talent, the team and stuff like that. But if you look at their, like, performances, granted, yeah, they had Pro Loot. Um, yeah, Indy's, or Illy's been injured. These guys are not looking at least up to the standards that you would think they place. Like, I think they're look, they look like a top six team, like at the moment, like in terms of the way they've been playing, yeah. it, it's, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be a hater. It's, it's true. Like they, they've, they've gone to the major, they've placed top six, they've come back from the major. Um, they haven't been performing. They get Illy back and there's some, there's some life there, but it's nothing nothing crazy yet so i'm scared for them some life but they know life they beat paris that ain't no life i'm saying i'm saying in some of their matches like their maps like they're, they're not getting they're not getting a hundred point club they're oh they're oh and three i don't even count the paris win this yeah, team yeah, is yeah. Uh, three right now. realistically they they're, they're they're in a slump and they're gonna have to get out of it do they have the yeah. talent to do so of course bro i mean we've seen some of the things they were yeah. gonna do this year it's just right now they're not playing like themselves and they're gonna have to keep sticking at it they obviously have Illy back he's always been in there for a couple games they're just gonna have to keep going back to the drawing board and hounding on some of the mistakes they're making because even in this map man we get into the berlin hard point and just too many too many mistakes man uh they were down by 60 going into the second rotation and optic were able to lock this whole hill down and, and it was mainly because scump was just locking this shit down with an automaton putting some beams he was actually really close here um to getting a missile but he ends up falling um i believe to mr paul x right here he doesn't realize paul is pushed up scump goes down so optic bring this one all the way back but it's those p3s again man that are just hurting teams optic got broken on the first p3 and they super hard rotated to it as well so not only are they chalking up time and rotating and getting broken, but they do it again. We go to the next P3 once again. You can kind of see it starts with Dashi. He's in the back. You can see number five on your minimap. He wins a big one, and he's going to secure those spawns for Optic. But just look at how this collapses so fast for them. They have one guy pushed out. Two, they have two guys pushed out, actually, and they both go down right away. That's going to leave number eight in the hill, Skump, by himself. And, I mean, Skump just has too much to watch. Now he has to watch fire because everybody just dropped. I just don't know why Optic is over on rotation. You know, like they need to, they need to somehow just play corners and, and work some of these kills. Just the way they ran at the old hill. It just, you can see right shots. He's, he's mid map. He's, he's running at him. Um, he's getting super aggro and there's no, there's no time left. So for him to just go uh, run away from that heady, that tank heady, 
I didn't think it was the best play. Illy gets soloed out and, and fired. Ben, ben wants you to go back to before that setup started, like uh -huh. 30 seconds before, and see how it see how that was set up to begin with. Yeah, sure. So it starts with uh, with New York, right? They get into this P2. A pretty scrappy hill, to be honest. It was going back and forth, a lot of trades. Hydra was doing a great job up top on the balk, uh, you know, picking up kills and, and just trying to make this hill pretty mixy. He was by himself here, so he, he delayed a lot of time for his team. If he would have stayed alive there... Jesus fucking Christ. But we can kind of see how the rotation comes in. Optics still have those uh, those fire spawns. Dashie's going to back all the way up just to make sure to secure it. Um, it's going to start with Kismet, right? He's going to try and make a play onto Bruce. And, and Bruce is just going to uh, get a big play there. Big one-on-one. -on -one. That's going to secure the spawns. Um, and it, it, honestly, there wasn't really anything crazy. Optic just had the spawns the whole time. What did Ben want me to see? Optic had the fire spawns uh, sure. the whole the, the whole hill. Uh, uh, ben, listen, Ben, you want to you want to you hey, Ben, you want to say something? You join the call, no, brother, man. On. Keep playing. I'm watching it happen. Keep going. Yeah, this Keep and then playing. this is what happened. Shotzi over Chow's, like I said, and then Ninja gets picked out fire. Look at Scump now. Now he's got his front open, his fire open. He's like, oh shit, here we go. One hand, one hand, boom, boom. But he doesn't know what the fuck to do. Number seven and number six should have been doing something together. Number seven hits scrap time yeah, basically, and saying. number six just gets isolated in fire. Like they just like, they like, just like were shot, picked out can literally right now lay down and look under the crack of the tank and just stay alive just look under the crack get some info like play a play like a weird off angle corner but he's trying to do too much he ends up running at him he dies and then ender's in fire moving around too much he's peeking left he's peeking right he ends up getting bad timing he just gets on the side pray, dude yeah, like, or just, just play, or or, or or just get two guys holding the street and just play tight on the on the site with seth like, just play tight there Shotsu went rogue though. There yeah, was he no went rogue. point to hit scrap at all. Nah, they're just they made. And this is what I'm talking about. Optics, optics. They're just making brain. And bro, we we mentioned bro. this in Cold War too. We used to talk about it all the time. It was never optics talent. Sometimes they just do stuff like that. Um, and, and like I said, listen, it is a lot easier to sit here on the flank and talk about these mistakes. Obviously, in a game, when you're micromanaging so many different things, mistakes are gonna happen and people are gonna black out and people are gonna brain fart. And it and is what mentals, it is. Tom. Mental, Some of these players uh, might have mentals where they're spawning uh, up, they're they're hitting the scoreboard, seeing a name on the other team, and just not making the right decisions. We've yeah, seen it a they lot. See Porter eleven and fifteen, and they see Porter eleven and fifteen, and they're shitting their pants. Yeah, yeah it's, for it's sure. The it's, the, it's the name that's scary, not the stat line, Tom. Remember <laughs> yeah, that. hey, the Remember name, that. hey, Porter is a scary name to be going up against. Not really for me. You know, he used to steal no, my routes. Not for you. Not for me. But for for some people, you know what I'm saying. Some people, you know, it didn't work out. But you could kind of see how it got away from them right i mean after that break nysl they go up 60 and then i love the play that kismet makes right here they just push to the front they work the trades they're able to get optic off this hill and kismet he just pushes up train he gets those power positions and and this is kind of where where new york just kind of steamroll through the rest of this and, and kind of win the rest of this match so just uh you know some mistakes man and it wasn't even that second p3 from optic it was the first one as well they just over rotate to it and it ended up costing them man if you're gonna over rotate to hard points you have to hold them like you have to you're gonna call yeah. you're gonna give up 20 30 of scrap and if you get broken instantly, I mean, that's, that's you know, 40, 50, 60, however many fucking points is going to the other we hear, team. We hear Illy talk about in their listings, man. He's holding an iron. Well, you got to hold a little bit more irons there because if you if you had thrown away your stop life. stop moving so much. Well, like, yeah, play exactly, corners, exactly. play credits. Like, that's what they're also, best at. A, that's what Shotzi's best at. There was a listening uh, from New York on Bowcage. I think it was Kiz. Uh, he said, let them fuck up. Yeah, let and them think, fuck bro, up. Yep. A lot of teams are kind of, you know, when they play teams like Optic, they kind of play with that that pace and style. I mean, that's a great mentality to have in, in Hardpoint, right? Like, you know that they're prone to make mistakes because of their aggression. Bro, yeah, just let them fuck up and then take advantage of it when they do. So I think that kind of was a part of that right there and, and something that other teams should probably pick up on as, you know, the season ends.
comes yep. to an end. And we could kind of see how New York was able to do it, man. They just hold on to this third P1. They play corners and hill, just really good plays. They get there early. They they hold their rotation. And just like that, the New York subliners, they win the series 3-1. to one. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard. Um, Paulie, 25-25, from Hydra. Only one negative was Porter, but Kismet, 29-26. and 26. Again, the Bulldog just making a name for himself, man. And I'm happy for the kid, man, because he's always been a good player. He's just never had the right people around him. And now he's just really show, starting to show people what he can do. On the other side, once again, just the slang power. Not there. Shotzi, he was trying to pull some weight. 27 and 24. Dashy probably Crim lied, he lagged out. Crim's got Dashy leaving lobbies. Crim's got Dashy leaving lobbies. Is he leaving or are people lagging out? Because people have been lagging out of shit. No, I I'm going with leaving. I'm not sure, but I'm going to go Don't tell that leaving. to Ben Janicine. Ben hates when people leave the lobby. There's a stat line before the match and map ended. Mm -hmm. Any, any noters? Any yeah, yeah we, could, we could take a look. I mean, Dashy well, was, a, he was, 18, he was 20 and 18 towards the end of this one. I mean, he wasn't having no, a bad map. Nah, he, he wasn't having a bad map. He was map. just pissed off, bro. He's just fucking pissed off. He's losing a porter. This guy's got a fucking wig on his head. His Valorant match probably queued up and was starting, so we had to alt F4 and get into it. Wait, that is some New York efficiency. Their kills were pretty much even. They won that fucking map by like 100. Chris, what, what, what was I saying, Look at this bro? guy. When I talk about the difference of New York and like Seattle, Seattle like has to outslate a win. But a team like New York, and we saw this with Empire, right, a few years ago, and Crim's kind of always kind of had this mentality. Like the kills don't matter as long as you're playing right. And I think as long as they're kind of enforcing that logic... Um, you know, they're able to win and that's that's probably the most impressive thing about their hard point and why they're so good at it Yeah, they don't have to have guys pop off when they do it's a bonus, but yeah, you don't a, have it's a, to it's a 100 point game win Yeah, yeah, you could kind of see Porter at the end of this one God knows what the fuck was going through this guy's head But let's tune into the interview with crim six and see what he had to say post game interview First of all, you look spectacular right now. You look, that's actually a vibe. You Where'd you get that from part of USA? This is me and gunfights versus Dashy. Everyone else on Optic, you know, taking my soul. All right, Krim, listen, dude, you've been on a mission. You guys are undefeated. You're trying to go flawless. But this yep. is a weird situation for you to be in, right? Like, you've been at every champs. Yes. You've won a ton of championships. How has this time been for you when, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you possibly might not make it to champs? Repeat the last part of that question. I'm sorry. I uh, had my incredible <laughs> teammates that, you know, carry me daily. Uh, they Listen, were talking so like how's it been on you mentally as a player that you might not make it to champs how has that changed your approach or, or fire towards call of duty <laughs> well uh, you know what i'm gonna have to say to that false bitch because this shit we're making it all right i it does not matter okay if we win major four if we sorry Ant, sorry i I, I'm excited. All right. I was talking about well, like he had a 1.3 and they show his stats. I can tell by your face that you're no, I sincerely good. apologize. Okay, okay. He's good. He's good. Yeah, no, but honestly, our goal isn't to, you know, outplace other teams. Not It's not to get top eight. I, you know, I told the team, I was like, guys, shift your focus. Who cares about champs? You know, sorry, CDL, right? We're going for the two <laughs> wins. No other team has won two events this whole year that's Who's true done it he's trying to be the back, you know, to back phases, right now phases gotten second a whole bunch by the way thanks for throwing yesterday guys really appreciate it <laughs> hey, yo, that, Krim, that really wasn't very green wall of you see you know? told you i feel it hey yo Krim, i just gotta say all right you look like a thick doctor disrespect but yo question for you man um uh, next you're going fair, against <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> next you're going against oh, that's Matt. fair <laughs> you're going against the la thieves next my question to you is What's the yeah. game plan? What's the philosophy? What are we expecting in this matchup, baby? Um, the 
same as usual. I'm trying to think of something to, you know, be funny about. Maybe I'll give Nade Shot a call. You know, maybe I'll get, uh, you know, I think what, Spencer plays golf with him? He does. You know? yeah. I might have to be like, Spencer, I need you on your A game today, pal. I need hey. you. Krim, listen. All right, so it's your home major next. You're going to be yes. in New York, right? Playing in front of the yes. fans. I don't remember ever having a New York Call of Duty event. So live. what do Never. you got to say to these New York fans? Like, what do you want them to be screaming in that crowd? Because it's been a while since you've been a crowd favorite. We need some good chance, uh, too. Listen, man, I'm going crazy. All right, I'm bringing this back to, like, 2008 hype. All right? Okay. You remember Snoopy? Yes, I do. Remember iBad? There I'm go. going to that level. Extreme gamer. This guy's a right. moron, bro. This guy's Major an absolute four. moron. If you're not chin, if you're not yelling, if Maybe you're not screaming, lunatic, by the way. this guy's going to give you a tap on the shoulder. Get the fuck out. All right? Yep. Get out of here. All right. All right. Crib, get the interview. We'll see you later. Peace out. We'll okay, ladies later. and gentlemen, that is going to do it for the Crim6 interview or whatever the fuck you want to call that. I don't <laughs> even know if that's an interview. For those of you guys that aren't in tune with Call of Duty lore, and you guys probably wouldn't know about this guy unless yeah, you played Snoopy. Who is that guy? Snoopy was, was basically this like S like so back in the day we used to do GBs and and that was like the thing right and so yeah. he's a part of the the COD community back then you'd play a lot of uh, GBs and stuff like that and all he would and he was friends with like a lot of the the pro players at the time or the SNE kids at the time so all he would do was he would join lobbies of eights basically at the time or matches or whatever the hell was going on and he would scream I'm coming through and just start <laughs> RPGing people and just team killing and then just wrong with this guy it's wrong with this photo fuck was this yeah, guy maniac bro. and you would go on oh, coming through and then uh, there are certain people that used to start like uh like mimicking him and stuff like that it was pretty funny back in the I day i for sure did that at least once oh 100 i i used to i would join eights too sometimes i'd be like oh i'm coming through <laughs> Just, good times man oh, the good dude. days the fucking yeah, good days the funny thing is tom this is the this is another thing about it right so mm -hmm. back in the day um, if you you couldn't like lock a lobby properly, it yeah. would be invite only. So people would still invite them, and no one would know who was inviting them. But it'd be somebody, it'd be oh, one of your own right, boys right, in the right, lobby, right, right. just trolling everyone, inviting them to the lobby. I would yeah, lose so. fucking full. I would lose fucking. Dude, who full, the fuck dude. is inviting him, dude? Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> I, hey, you know what? No, what's funny too is I I'd be that that guy inviting him all the fucking time, bro. Just fucking around and inviting this just guy. Just to fuck around. But let's get into the standings, man. Let's take a look at this shit. Look at New York, man. Look at them go. Oh, look at them go. They're, they're getting it. They're climbing. They're at 110. They're only 25 uh, points off. I mean, <laughs> hey, that, that win against Faze yesterday was massive for LAG. Massive. Yeah. It's giving them a little bit more of a cushion. But at the end of the day, man, the major is going to be. I think that was their last win, though, Tom. Like, like, you think so, pal? You think that was their last win? I think that's their last one. Because, I think because, they go 0 2 because, here out and then they lose the major right away. Think about it, man. Think about it. Right here, if New York just outplays Florida and Rocker at the major, they should be good, right? Yeah, but I mean, you got to think like Rocker and Mutineers, uh, let's see, they, they both play Paris. So that's either a free dub for both of them or Paris, like we said, potentially plays spoiler. I hope so. I doubt yeah. it. Um, let me look at the schedule, though, to see what the other games are for them. So. We have right here. Let's see. We got Florida plays Paris and then Florida plays Thieves. So that Thieves game is going to be really tough for them. Mm -hmm. uh, Rocker plays Seattle and then Paris. Uh, so that Seattle game is really tough. So like 
both these teams could probably get a free dub off Paris and then but probably both of them lose their other ones. So that yeah. puts them where best case 130. Mm-hmm. Um New York has another game. They play the Thieves. I'm taking New York in that. So I'm assuming, you know, New York's going to end this kind of online qualifier 10 points behind those two teams. And then, yeah, like you said, a one outplacing at the major um, will solidify them being ahead. So yeah. it kind of just comes down to where, you know, what happens to Gorillas, And uh, it, it, that could potentially be our be our top, hey, top eight. I, I, think, I, I mean, I, day by day, Pat, they're getting closer. Like this, this when you look at this now, like they're close. They're right there. That, that's it. They're oh, there. Yeah. They're good. Like once they get to the major, if they outplace these guys, if they have a good major run, that's it. Like they're they're gonna get up there into that top eight, and they still have more matches to play. And like you said, hey, they how play- many points? How many points can you earn at the major? Like not like by winning, but like let's say you, you have win. like a decent run. If you get 65? top, if you get top four, what do you get? If you get top four, what the how many points do you get there? Probably like thirty. I don't know how the breakdown works. You know, like I have Jesus, no, I have that's still even that's still tight, dude. Like they I have think to it's win like this match. Five fifty. Uh, 50. Yeah, people were saying yeah, like 30. A few people down. were coming in saying 30. Somebody said 40. Bro, that's still such a tight 40. window. Like, they have to win this match and then, like, at very least, like, uh, somebody put in the chat. Top four, right? Somebody put in chat. You get, you get 40 for top three, you get 30 for top four. Yeah, so they have you to know? win this next match and at the very least basically place top four. I don't think that's that crazy. Don't I don't think really that's that crazy, much. Chris. You know what's I mean, actually <laughs> crazy, though, is that the, there's a really, you know, really high chance there's a tie. And if there's a tie... What happens in a tie? What the fuck I don't know happens? what happens in a tiebreaker for champs. It's it's doable, Tom, but, like, think about this, right? You're, granted, the year. granted, they're close to the to, to at least completing half of the end result that we've been, we're, we're discussing right now. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, if you're looking, if you're not looking at it from like hindsight right now, or like think about this, you have to have a team that traditionally hasn't had the best uh, performances and is at the bottom of the stage. Granted, mm-hmm. it's a new roster, go undefeated in a stage, and place top four. I know. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. They're hey. doing it, baby. They fucking doing, doing it. it, bro. They're fucking doing the it. The New York Subliners are gonna home. fucking do it. I've been saying this for weeks. I've been fucking saying it for weeks, man. I don't know what it is. I had a dream one day that they were just gonna do it. I don't know why. I just I have a feeling. So I just have a feeling that just some weird shit is gonna happen. Like they just gonna make the run, and <sighs> Crim Six is somehow gonna make it into champs, and it's just gonna be a whole fucking thing. And every day they're getting closer. Every day, just I feel like it's coming true. I can't give up on them now, Chris. I can't. I gotta keep it going. Yeah, I'm honest, man. I'm right there with you, man. You I'm know, it's too. like it's just crazy to me, man. The fact that they're even ten points, just not not even just being twenty points off of being like nine tenth is is crazy. They were really down there, bro. You know, they I know, didn't have I know any we're points. being positive right now, but dude, this just pisses me off. They waited so long. Yeah, no, it's, it's, seriously, they waited way too. They were doing trials and this and the boom boom with the stupid shit. These teams knew what they wanted to do, and listen, it's their you know it's their fault. They waited too long, you know. I also don't think the roster they came out with to start the year did them any favors either. To be honest, yeah, I mean, but that could have been fixed really quick. We kind of saw where that team was at after. Yeah, but that's what happens when you make bad decisions. You got to make sure that you're making the right decisions, man, because you know you you you're gonna have to make changes in the middle of the year, bro. Like it's it's better to start the year good because you don't have to worry about this shit. You know, you know when it gets to that that later half of the year. It's always a good feeling when you're comfortably in champs and you don't have to worry about yeah. that. So, 
you know, some of these teams, they, they figure it out. They just figure it out too late. And that's why you got to be smart with your team decisions, man. You got to make sure it makes sense. Atlanta phase next Friday. Go up against London. That's going to be a fire match to kick things off. Phase versus London. London's been looking incredible. Phase, they obviously lost to LAG. So, you know, they're looking to bounce back. Because they haven't been, they didn't look like themselves last series. So, excited to see phase that one. You got phase 3-1 in that one, Pat? Yeah. What do you got, Chris? Who do you got? You got I'm, London I'm or Phase? I'm with the Royal Ravens uh, the okay, entire okay. Uh, split, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it to the Ravens on the upset. Do so you think they're going undefeated? Ravens? Hey, they might. Yeah. Hey, maybe. Who, Who knows? knows? Who the Who fuck knows? knows so, yeah, you know? yeah, I'm not, I'm not really too much of a person to go super serious on predictions. It's more one of the things I've, I've been riding with the Ravens, man. Like they've been doing good. They've been uh they've been they've been winning all the matches I predict them to win. So I'm just gonna keep riding the train. I'll go with phase. I'll go with phase three, two. I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I think it's going to be a close match. If they could go either way with the way these teams have been playing, uh, especially on fucking Vanguard. I just don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But, you know, I got to go with my guys over at phase. And then we get into the next one. We get the Florida Mutineers going up against Paris. I'll probably be playing fucking Crunker or something during that match. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. What do you guys think? Are you guys going to watch that shit? Then? I'm gonna watch it just because I hope my boy Donnie is playing and gets a spoiler win against the Mutineers. It would be also, crazy I mean, if they did that. That would be fucking nuts. Of all teams I think Paris can beat, I think Florida is in that conversation, right? They haven't looked good. They made a horrible roster change. Yeah, they beat Rocker, but I'm not high on the Mutineers. So of one team I think Paris can beat, of all of them, I think it is it is Florida. Yeah, and but then... I'm probably going Florida. What about you, Chris? <laughs> you Florida, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody's yeah, going with Paris here, bro. Florida, Florida um, on that match. And then we got uh, the Seattle Surge going up against the Minnesota Rocker, which I also think is a big one because Rocker's right there. They're on the cusp. It's, they're close, man. They, 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 they got to get some wins. And they're going up against a tough team here, man. Seattle Surge is no walk in the park. So this is going to be a really good match, man. Personally, I think Minnesota needs this one. I feel like when a team is on the line and they really need a dub, Seattle, they're chilling right now. They're in the top three when it comes to the points. So I feel like Minnesota's going to come out and, uh, and and get the dub here. I'll go 3-1 on this one. I'll go 3-1. Seattle, they, they're obviously a good team, but, you know, there's ups and downs in this game, man. A lot of these teams have struggled to stay consistent. I, I think Minnesota Rocker uh, could come out and get the W that day. But who do you guys got? Uh, this is just a battle of uh, who's been the most inconsistent team of the stage, man. Like, both these teams look good in the last qualifier. Obviously, Seattle won in the last major and look in the qualifier. They're just both these teams have just been wildly inconsistent this entire stage and just not playing up to, to I think, their standards. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Surge, but by no means do I think this is going to be like a clean game. And I, honestly, I, it, it could go anyone's uh, way. I'm going to rocker here because I think it's do or die for them almost. And honestly, when looking at Seattle, I mean, they lost a breach. They lost to New York. They lost all hard points, which is like the big thing. Mm -hmm. um, and they only beat Paris. So um, I think Seattle is kind of in one of those slumps that we had talked about. They fall in. And I think this is a great time for Rocker to capitalize. And hopefully Rocker just don't do some dumbass vetoes. That's the only thing I care about in this series, bro. Please just like take a little extra time to 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 make sure your vetoes make sense. Cause what we've seen so far have been have been pitiful. Yep. Absolutely pitiful from the vetoes coming from Patrick Price. But listen, guys, that's gonna do it for us, man. Listen, guys, next time, like I said, we'll have a fourth co-host joining us. So next show, we'll have a little surprise uh, for you guys, and you guys can kind of see who it is. So that'll be an exciting show. 
Um, and as always, man, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. We're closing in at 100,000 subs. So I appreciate everybody who's coming in and hitting that sub button over on the YouTube side of things. Go to anchor.fm slash the flank to check out all the different uh, audio sites that we're on and go follow at the flank on Twitter. Gersh doing a phenomenal job running uh, socials. So make sure to go show some love over there at the flank, man. Take care, brush your hand. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of the flank, man. Peace out.